Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. It's uh, 36 degrees and cloudy here at 409 on this Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Well, it's time for Tuesdays with Tommy, where I bring in Tommy Marquez, who's a 19-year Navy veteran who has served as a senior staffer in Congress for many years, specializing in veterans' affairs issues, and now uses his knowledge and expertise and his experience being a veteran himself in helping our veterans and guiding them to get the services that they have earned throughout their career. Tommy, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Rob. Hey, I, I got to warn you. I might give you a call tomorrow. I'm I'm here in the swamp. I'm in D.C. <laughs> and uh, if, if I stay too long, you got to come get me out, buddy. <laughs> we got to do an extraction. I want to turn it. <laughs> yes, yes. Come in hot. Bring Carl, Eddie, anyone else you know. Um, your son, just, you know, if I stay too long, I'll just start saying things like, you know, did you go to Georgetown? I'm just playing. So anyone who's in D.C. is offended by that, I apologize. Yeah. But, hey, actually, I'm here. You know, I, uh, a lot of people don't understand. I am a registered federal lobbyist, and I do lobbying. I know it sounds evil, but it's actually not. But every time I get a chance to meet with a member, I always want to find out some information on military affairs, on veterans affairs. And I always ask at the end of the meeting, hey, real quick question about this on the military, this on the National Defense Authorization Act. So, this on the UCMJ and get their opinions, get their information, um, get things that I could obtain and be in the know on. Uh, and then I bounce it off Congressional Research Service and other veterans I'm talking to. And then I try to put this all on video, on social media. I try to put it on your show here on WILK radio so that veterans, their loved ones, their families, they can all have this information of where things are going, where things are, and separate the fact from fiction. And so I try to do videos on all this information, but this stuff is just too hot, just brand new. It started in December when the NDAA was passed, the National Defense Authorization Act. I'll try not to talk in acronyms for everyone. And there's, there's a couple things that I want to talk about uh, that now, as the bill is written, as it has been signed into law, what's going to happen here in the future? The first of which is regarding the UCMJ. So Rob and our side gig is, is uh, members of the boards of directors for Piper Foundation. You know, we're always talking about UCMJ reform and making it so that our military service members get a fair trial, get a fair chance in the legal system of the military. For those of you who don't know, you can read a million different articles, whether it's on task and purpose, military times, um, military press. There's tons of incidents where the UCMJ is failing our military service members. They don't get uh, good representation. They don't get their rights served to them, and they don't get a fair trial. So some things are changing. And one of the first things that is going to be coming down the line, they signed it into law in the National Defense Authorization Act. No one's talking about this, but they snuck in there that the Supreme Court can now review certain actions of the United States Court of Appeals for the Armed Forces commonly known to military members as USCAF. Previously, the United States uh, 
the Court of Appeals for the Armed Forces had made rules where essentially their laws were binding, their decisions were binding, and that the U.S. Supreme Court could not look at those rulings and decisions and, and, and make a decision on their own or strip power from them. Well, now that's gone. Almost immediately, since this was signed into law on December 22nd, now the Supreme Court can review actions of those uh, U.S. military courts. And it doesn't even have to come from USCAF. It can come from any military court. The Supreme Court can now take it up. Now, most likely, the Supreme Court's going to push back any kind of cases that haven't gone all the way up to USCAF. But now they have the authority to look at some of the rulings that are coming out of the military courts. And if, if you guys want to hear about some of the, the horrible cases in the past, you know, you can Google Navy SEAL Senior Chief Keith Berry, and you will find some of the most disgusting cases of law you'll ever ha uh, have heard and gross misconduct by the head Navy legal officer at that time. And the Supreme Court is now able to look at those cases and say, hey, this is wrong. You know, this is direct uh, command influence that are, you know, just not right and doesn't allow a member, a U.S. military member to get a fair trial. That's all we're trying to do here is make sure that our military members get fair trials. Just, just you know, basic human rights that we believe in as Americans. So that is a huge change. I'm really happy with that. And another huge change that a lot of people don't understand this that in the military, in order to be convicted of a crime, you do not need uh, a unanimous uh, jury verdict. You just need a majority jury verdict, okay? And sometimes then the judge can intervene, and, and, and there's better experts on this, but my understanding of it from a 2,000-mile view uh, in Congress is that a judge can intervene and alter some of the decisions of the jury and give his own ruling, too. So a criminal, so, a criminal jur jury, as per the UCMJ in our military courts, is more similar to a civil judgment where it's just the preponderance of the evidence. You need 51 percent, the majority of that jury of their peers, to decide not a unanimous. Correct. So now the military is going to be forced to do a study on the negative impacts that come from that rule and then implement changes that would lead to most likely the unanimous requirement, especially when it comes to findings of guilty um, when it's very serious offenses. And previously that was not the case, but now uh, they have to do a study. So look for that down the road. And, and that's a big change for fair trials. Now, the last thing I have is not the best of news, but it is something that I can tell you members of Congress are looking into currently, and they're pretty heated about it. And this is on both sides of the aisle of everyone I'm talking to here in D.C. And I literally left the Capitol 20 minutes ago. So this is hot off the press. They asked me about it uh, during our meetings, and I brought it up uh, and had to read the article myself in the Military Times about family separation allowance. Currently, uh, military members who are deployed overseas over 30 days, they get, I believe it's $250 a month for involuntarily being separated from their families, as long as you're over 30 days. And it's a tax-free benefit that's out there. 
On December 22nd, President Biden signed into law um, an authorization that allowed the military to – the, the Pentagon to increase this up to $400 per month. Now, for whatever reason, the Pentagon has not done so. And the Pentagon saying, we're actually not looking at increasing it. We're actually looking at doing like a flexible over time. The longer you're gone, perhaps we could, it could lead to more pay of this tax-free benefit and all sorts of stuff. So Congress, specifically uh, Representative Tony Gonzalez of Texas, is, very, is pretty upset by this. He was one of the original sponsors of this bill and says that its intended use uh, was to increase the separation allowance for military service members. And the Congress was pretty precise in their language and saying, like, hey, this is what we intend this to, to do, is to increase it. And the idea that the Pentagon is dragging their feet on this, they're finding perplexing, and they're already asking questions to the Pentagon. Why isn't this already done? It's been about a month um, and a day, and, and this is something that should be looking to, to be done already. Congress expected it to be done, not looking for – the Pentagon to say, well, we're going to study this, look at this, and maybe do a tiered approach to this. But this is an example, and I know everyone loves to beat up Congress, and I'm included in that, uh, including my swamp jokes earlier. But this is an example of Congress getting things right. They wrote a law. They specifically wrote the law in unambiguous language saying, hey, you're to increase this pay. The Pentagon and bureaucrats within the Pentagon, people basically who are not eligible for this pay increase, um, and I know they're not eligible because they already had been approved that they were eligible, but unelected individuals in the Pentagon are saying like, hey, well, let's look at a, a study and a tiered approach and blah, blah, blah. No. Congress wrote this in a law. The president signed it. They both got that right. Whether you agree with them or you don't, that's the law. The Pentagon needs to implement the law. We need to implement immediately these changes uh, for the family separation allowance. I don't know one person on any side of the aisle who believes that military service members, when they're separated from their family, should get less money. I, no one that I talk to uh, is in favor of that. So they, to the point where they actually made it into a law. So why this is taking so long from the Pentagon, this is exactly why we need to have congressional oversight. This is exactly why um, military members and people who care about our military members need to contact their members of Congress and tell them, hey, we want you to call the Pentagon and ask them, why aren't they getting this done? This needs to be done now. I think everyone's in favor of it, uh, especially for those who are deployed for over 30 days. Our, we know that our military service members are largely underpaid, um, especially when you look at that. I think it's $25 an hour right now, or 20 to $25 an hour to flip burgers at McDonald's in California. And most service members, E3 and below, make less than that, and they're putting their lives on the line. So an extra $150 a month tax-free isn't a lot. And like you said, and, who's a bureaucrat uh, somewhere in the Pentagon to decide that they are going to instill the law the way they feel rather than the way it's written? Uh, and hopefully Congress calls whoever's responsible for that before them and asks those specific questions. You know, we, we passed a law. We passed a very specific law. Who are you to not follow it? or decide that how it's going to be followed. Yeah, absolutely. And so as much as everyone dislikes Congress, I'll tell you, look it up. The people I despise the most, I'll be 100% honest with you, are the bureaucrats. 
these unelected individuals in the Pentagon who are making policies without the authority of Congress, without the authority. And remember, Congress is a representative of the people. They're elected there. So if you don't like them, you can vote them out. We can't remove these people from the Pentagon. To me, this is a fireable offense. If I was the Secretary of Defense, um, I'd leave my hospital room and go down and fire this individual immediately because this is plain cut and dry. The bill's there. It's all done. Why isn't this being done? But I bring this to you guys um, and your radio listeners who are so proactive, by the way. Every time I do the show, uh, I just saw the letter that somebody wrote into your show. Rob, thank you for sending me that, by the way. Yeah, we're going to follow, we're gonna emails, follow up guys, on that. Uh, both, yeah. both, both Tommy and I got a letter from, from one of our prisons here. Dennis, we did receive your letter. I'm not going to say your last name, but we're going to be getting back in touch with you, who's a veteran who, who made mistake, is serving time in prison. They have a, a military mm-hmm. liaison that gives them veterans information, but it's very hard to come by because they don't have internet. They don't have a lot of things. Obviously, they listen to the radio. So uh, when Tommy and I get together, we're going to see what we can do to get back in touch with you, Dennis, and your liaison there at SCI Dallas uh, Prison. So um, we did get your letter, and we're going to work on it. Absolutely. And this information, I know this is not good for them in prison, but for everyone else. I put all this on Rob's show once a week, and you can follow up on a lot of this information. If you missed it or there was a past episode, you know, Rob's on the Odyssey app, so you can listen to it there. And you can always follow me on social media. Um, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, at Tommy Marquez Consulting. I do tons of videos just putting this information out, not trying to sell you anything, um, not trying to make you buy anything from me, just providing this information out so that you can improve the quality of your life and your family's life by learning about your benefits, your resources, and things just to make discounts, deals, everything like that, just to improve your life. All right, Tommy, I appreciate you calling this week. Thanks for the breaking information. I'm up against traffic and weather, my friend. Yep. Thanks. Thank you. Have Rob. a great day. Don't get caught up in D.C. <laughs>